Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda S. and Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And good morning, good morning. Good to be with everyone this morning. Good to be here, to be speaking, to be smiling, <coughs> breathing, coughing, whatever. Whatever, whatever comes is our everyday life. And actually, what is this, what we call Zen wisdom of our everyday life. What is wisdom? What is another way to put it is what is Dharma? It's a very, very, very foundational word in Zen practice. Dharma. What does that mean? Dharma. It means many things. It means the way things are. The Dharma. The great teaching of the way things are the laws of the universe, hidden and present at the same time. Dharma also means the teachings. It means duty, your dharmas. For some it means your, your dharma is your duty in life, which is an interesting word. We don't usually think that way anymore. What is my duty? What is my dharma? What is my contribution? That's another way to put it. But if I come here to, not to get, but to give, completely different turnaround, different orientation. And Zen practice does bring us, it turns us around, boom, just like that, like in a moment, in one moment we're turned around from getting, getting, getting to giving, giving, giving. <clears throat> See, it seems like a little simple turnaround, but it's very profound in the effect it has upon the day and upon your life. No, I'm not saying it happens one, two, three. Like the world itself, we fluctuate. One day we're very, very, very in tune. One day we're very, very resistant, perhaps. One day we're present. One day we're lost in dreams, more or less. That's why Zen practice comes to say... Just sit through everything, whatever appears in your mind stream and in your life stream, sit through that too, or sit with that too. Because usually we want to sit or to practice when we feel up to it or when we feel good, not when we feel that things are falling apart or that it's a sad day or I don't feel well. Uh, many, 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 many reasons and excuses actually come not to be with what's happening, not to sit with it. And the same is true of our relationships. Many reasons and excuses come to leave. Oh, it's enough. I had it. <laughs> had enough. Time to go. It's never time to come or time to go in Zen. In Zen, we are here continually, just here, with whatever comes and with whatever goes and with whatever doesn't come. Maybe we're very disappointed. So we stay present and available to that too. And of course, very good question comes, well, why? Why? Why subject yourself to having to be present to all these different conditions, some of which are very distressing, 
We'll hear something in the news or hear from a friend or we'll read something in a book or an article. And it's confusing and it's distressing. Why not just distract ourselves from all this stuff and do what we like and what makes us feel good for the day, for the year, for the month? Focus on me, me, me. Let me feel good despite what's going on and despite what's coming up really inside of me. Let me cover it all up. Let me cover it all up with a smile, with, a, with hard work, with a drink, whatever we use to cover it all up with. Because there is the fear that if we actually taste all the many, many flavors of life, all the many moments of life, oh my goodness, we won't be able to tolerate it too much. There's even a wonderful poem by T.S. Eliot that says, humankind cannot bear very much reality. And I used to love the, those that phrase, those words. That phrase really struck me and resonated with me. I understood how we had such a craving to make sense of the world, to understand it, to, 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 to separate what I liked from what I disliked, and to be with what was good and to refuse or reject what I considered bad or painful or harmful, whatever word we'll use. And that's normal. That's how we are. That's how we're wired. Only slowly, slowly I saw that that really doesn't work. It's not the truth and it's not effective and what we really are craving for, what will really make us feel settled and calm and at ease is the truth, is reality. It's not that we cannot bear very much reality, it's that we crave reality or dharma, the truth, the simple reality of our lives, of the world, we don't want this gaslighting, confusion, dis all different voices screaming something else. And they scream that outside in the world and also within us. Many voices, each one calling us in a different direction. Too, that's what's too much. That's what's hard to bear after a while. We want the taste of oneness, of connection, of acceptance of unification. We think at first that relationships and work and different things will make us happy, and then we see, yes, relationship with the truth will make us happy, will make us content, will make us solid somehow. And by solid, I don't mean that there's not a lot of shifting, but will make us planted or rooted. We'll have a root will have a foundation to walk upon. We won't be like a leaf in the wind being blown here and there by good news, bad news, rumors, truth. Right now, we, the world can feel very much like a storm of leaves blowing in the wind. Not too many roots, not too much foundation that we can really depend upon or stand upon. And that is what Dharma means, a foundation to live your life upon, 
to stand on, to love on. Doesn't mean to reject life, but to be held by. And this is, for many of us, something that grows and grows as we just do sitting, we sit. And we learn that we can bear (laughs) very much reality. Not only can we bear it, but it becomes as we're sitting and we're allowing ourselves to be with whatever is, not judge it, not hate it, not reject it, not demand that whatever comes along provides something for me. Just be with it. As we develop an ability to do that, and I'm not saying it doesn't, it happens all at once, it happens slowly for most of us, not all of us, but for most of us. For some it may happen, boom, for some it may not happen, I don't know. But it happens as day by day, day, even if it's five minutes. Even if we don't sit on the cushion, if we stop and be with whatever's happening without judging it, by welcoming it, being with it, watching it, becoming friends with it. It's a very interesting concept, what it means to become friends. To befriend the world and our life and all the confusion in it, to become its friend, to make room for it in your life, just to be with it, to see it for what it is. When we're busy rejecting and hating the world, that rejection and hatred bounces back right at us. And it causes constriction, pain, sorrow, disappointment, on and on. Ah, yes, this too. That could be a koan. Just be there quietly. Ah, yes, this too is arising. Hello. Whatever it is, you're befriending it. Somebody is rude to you. Ah, yes, this too. This too is the song of the universe. That's how I see it now, the song of the universe. Many, or the, like an orchestra. What a song. The, all kinds of mu- instruments playing, high ones, low ones, the bass, the trombone, the tambourine, all kinds of people, sounds, events, will sing their song. Part of the orchestra, part of the song of life. Now, if we really join in, by railing against it, fighting it, hating it, on and on and on. The song becomes only more discordant. But this is a new way, the Zen way, actually. It's just to listen to it. Listen to the song. There are parts you will not like, so what? That's part of the song. Listen to all of it. Become its friend. As you sit on the cushion or you stop and you sit on your chair or wherever you are and you're in the garden, stop and just listen. Listen. A response is not required, but listening is good. Listening is good. Because as you just listen to it without responding, it fades away. You're not giving it 
clinging to it, giving it some kind of strange energy. You're just there with it, enjoying it even. Part of the sounds of the universe. You know, when I was younger, little girl, which seems like yesterday, although it was many, many years ago, we used to go to Coney Island to steeplechase. I don't even think it's there anymore. I don't know. And there was the house of horrors and all kinds of strange things. And you went in the front. I remember there were these mirrors, big, long mirrors, and people loved it. They loved it. And if you looked in one mirror, your body was, or the image was distorted in one way. Another mirror, it was distorted in another way. The house of horrors. In a way, we're all living in the house of horrors. All these distortions. Woo! You go and look in one mirror, it looks this way. You look in one, the, another mirror, you, you, and life look another way. How are you viewing it? Are you, and the mirror of other people's eyes also look back at you. And maybe they also are distorting the image. But who's looking? Better to look as a friend. And one day, the images, dis, not they don't disappear, but they fall into their right perspective. You see, beyond the images of life, especially when you listen, you listen beyond the sounds and the images and the confusion, and dharma comes to you, which means the sound beyond all sounds, or the image that has no image, the truth arises and dharma meaning truth the truth whatever that may be we don't want we we kind of jump to so many conclusions and interpretations what is the truth what is the dharma as if it's a thing we could hold on to that will never change as if it's something we're feeding the mind food for the mind an idea a conclusion The mind has its truth. Mind is hungry to get a conclusion and a decision and a pack it all up and put it in a package. The mind doesn't see that the next moment always arises differently from the first. It made a conclusion about one moment and then another moment's very different. <sighs> Better to sit in the silence and listen or watch and become a friend rather than someone who wants to grab onto some kind of conclusion or decision or labeling something or someone. So in a sense, this practice just asks us to be present, be real, be open, be available. And when you're in that state of mind, if something is needed, Boom, automatically you provide it. It just happens. It's not even you who provides it. It happens through you. You hear someone cry, you go to them. It's just the way the wind blows, the tree, the leaf, leaf falls. It's natural. It's inevitable. It's part of what we might call dharma, a part of the natural workings of the universe. So I would say today... Listen for the song of your life. Enjoy it. No matter how many melodies it may have. Enjoy them all.
and have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a great joy to share with you. <laughs> Excuse me. The URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And my personal uh, email, if you wish to write to me for any reason, is topspeaker, T-O-P speaker at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye.